0: You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to the last Refresh podcast. If not, that is perfectly fine. In short, I talked about how I see anxiety and how I handle my own. I also mentioned continuing the conversation by doing a Part 2 episode. I received a lot of good feedback in favor of Part 2, and thank you to all those who responded. It's definitely appreciated. Of course, as the feedback rolled in and the questions started swirling through my mind, of course, the anxiety started to creep in. You know, what would I talk about next? How do I not sound like a broken record? More importantly, can I get through this episode without making a bunch of mistakes? It took a while, but I answered most of those questions and tried my best to ignore the irrelevant ones. So before I go any further, I want to make it known that the purpose of this episode was to talk about anxiety in a new way and dare I say refreshing way. First things first, if you didn't know it by now, I love music. I know. Shocker. But beyond loving music, I equate feelings and situations to songs. Taking a situation or an emotion and thinking about it in terms of a song I know, or even a full album, helps me make sense of what's going on around me. That's how I came up with the anxiety part one episode and how I came across the subtitle for this episode. The Age of Worry is a song by John Mayer that was released in 2012. Here are some of the lyrics. Alive in the age of worry, rage in the age of worry. Sing out in the age of worry and sing worry, why should I care? Rage in the age of worry, act your age in the age of worry. Sing out in the age of worry and sing worry, get out of here. Granted, John Mayer was singing about that back in 2012, but I think we can all agree there's more to worry about now more than ever. Technology puts information like right at our fingertips, and it's a wonderful thing because now we're aware of things we couldn't see. And once we're aware, worries and anxiety just build in us. On the other hand, there are times when information is misused or taken out of context or vital details are just left out, sparking fears over issues that could be only, you know, little inconveniences to us, or they could amount to something more severe. The easiest way to envision the age of worry is through our current experience with COVID-19. Throughout history, when you think about it, we've operated under various definitions of normal. Normal works pretty well until something comes along and changes the norm. Books in print weren't widely available until Gutenberg developed the printing press. Yes, I paid attention in school. Horses and carriages were our main mode of transportation until automobiles came along. There were letters, then telephones, then payphones, and now we have phones that play music, search the internet, and organize our day while fitting right in our pocket. Now we as human beings, we've been introduced to something that is not only changing the norm and making us reevaluate how we operate as a society. It had the ability to put the world at a standstill. The coronavirus made its appearance months ago, and we've been under its strain ever since. We've had toilet paper shortages, the looming possibility of a meat shortage. At one point, I heard gas rationing was a possibility. That was two months ago. It never happened. Calm down. Regardless of how we feel things could have been handled or how we feel about things returning to normal, it's safe to say things are going to be different after COVID-19 after this pandemic finally settles. For most of us, it's easy to start visualizing the ways life could be different. Once we start visualizing how our day-to-day lives could be different or even difficult, the worries start to set in and the anxiety starts to grow. But before we start overthinking about the future, we have to keep things in perspective. At our house, we have a holly tree. With heavy rain and you know good old Florida sunshine, the tree grows and the branches stretch out and it makes it difficult for our guests to use the walkway up to our house. It also makes it difficult to see who or even what is coming up the driveway when we're looking out the front window. Now and again we have to go out and trim back the tree so we can see what's going on outside and so our guests can actually use the walkway. And anxiety is just like that tree. It's a natural part of our lives. It's not a bad thing to have around. but Like rain and sunlight helps trees grow, our worries and our habit of overthinking causes anxious feelings to grow in us, making the real concern or the real problem difficult to see and our lives in general more difficult. In the same way we trim back the tree branches, we have to try and trim away some of our worries, knowing full well that trying can be one of the hardest things to do. The thing that makes a holly tree what it is are the small berries that grow throughout it. It's important to keep those berries in mind because they can easily be ignored. Those little berries put a burst of color in an otherwise dismal, gloomy looking, sad looking tree. In life, there are little moments that make life feel a little bit lighter. They remind us that there's still things to look forward to. When we have spouts of anxiety, we often lose our focus on the full picture, on you know, the thing that's important. We may also ignore the little things, the bursts of positivity that shrink the power of anxiety and shrink our worries. In a time where it's easy to see everything that's going wrong, we can't forget to hold on to what's still going right. Now, instead of talking about myself some more, because I did that enough in the last episode, I decided to do something different. I reached out to some of our church family and asked, you know, ways that they've been trying to stay positive over the last few months. And here's what I got. Instead of eating at separate times, having dinner as a family. That's been helpful. Finding shows on Netflix to watch as a family. Going out a couple times a week to get treats from the drive-thru. Taking hikes to explore nature and taking pictures of what they see. Doing Sunday school lessons with the kids and doing that as a family. Getting out for a swim. And checking out the drive-by zoo. I could go on and Google can give you more suggestions than I ever could, but the important thing is, and the point is, there's many ways to find positivity during this time or anytime we feel worries, anytime we feel that anxiety is closing in, we just have to acknowledge them. Overall, I think we can agree that we are in an age of worry. Though things like the possibility of a gas rationing can blow things out of proportion, again, did not happen. Anxiety can also shed light on things we never noticed. I'm personally, you know, hoping some of the public sanitation practices that have started over the last few months continue. I've also appreciated seeing TV commercials with the sole purpose of reassuring people that they're not alone during this time. Going forward, I believe more positive things will come from this time than negative and hopefully more of the little things that kind of lighten the load of anxiety. With that, I thank you for listening. I hope these last two episodes have been helpful in some way, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.